cutting edge guests, awesome uncensored jaw-dropping information, plus funny memes, good deeds, and loads of laughter. Kind of have it all. Ladies and gentlemen, if your soul's awake, then welcome, because you're in the right place. Hey, you divine lions and lionesses, you amazing sovereign souls. Look at this. Powerful, affordable X39 patches help regenerate your stem cells. These were developed for Navy SEALs. Burns up to 500 calories, acts like a wearable med bed on your body. So you get to wear your natural wellness daily. Order X39 now at catchthelifewave.com. There's Monday to Friday phone support, so you can go there. There's Zooms, and there's a 100% 90-day money-back guarantee at catchthelifewave.com. The X39, there is nothing else like it. Help activate stem cells, reverse aging, and rejuvenate your life at catchthelifewave.com. Hey, all of you divine souls, right before we get to the interview, Pastor Pavlowski and I just recorded two quick things. Number one, you just saw an amazing video about these X39 patches. I've been using them for almost seven weeks now, and they're freaking incredible. My personal experience with one of these patches was my chronic pain in my right shoulder, which would lock up, and I couldn't move it. I'd have to literally use my left hand grab my right, put it up on the steering wheel. In two minutes and 57 seconds, my pain went from that chronic lockup to a one, and I was able to move my shoulder around, move my arm above it. And then in less than 10 minutes, it went to a zero. And I only used that patch once. It's called the Ice Wave patch. This is the X39, the other patch, which you just saw the video on. This is an activation of your stem cells, 2,000 and 6,000. So I highly recommend it. At the end of the show with Pastor Arthur Pavlos, you're going to see another Canadian hero and a hero for humanity, as I deem Pastor Pavlowski, because he's out there sending it with love and peace against the deep state tyranny, which we're about to vanquish off the face of this earth for good. And that video is going to be with Norman Traversy and what he experienced just putting these patches on in a matter of minutes. A man who now, at the age of 67, is able to walk again without pain and start doing push-ups for the first time, as he says, since the 20th century. These are all natural. Wellness, you get to wear it. This is like a med bed on the body, as Colonel Sellers said here on a show recently. Go for it. Highly recommend it. And you don't have to take my word for it. There's 150 patents since these were developed originally for the Navy SEALs as a black project. And there's massive amount of case studies. So go to catchthelifewave.com for the X39, order it now. You've got a money back, satisfaction, guarantee. And on top of that, the second part I'd like to bring you to. I'm gonna show you this video of Chris Deering. Chris Deering is a veteran, 2008, and he was one of the many veterans and the many Canadians during the Canadian Freedom Convoy in temperatures up to minus 40 degrees at night in February 2022 in Ottawa. He's one of the many Canadian veterans who stood between the police before they attacked the peaceful protesters. Now, Chris Deering is also a wounded veteran. 
you're about to see the video of him in the testimony and see the video what happened to him when he was dragged behind police lines, Ottawa police, and brutally, savagely beaten as a peaceful protester holding the line. Veterans, remember your oath. I certainly do. And this goes for all of us around the world. By the way, as a sovereign man or woman, if you are a man or woman who dresses up in a officer's uniform and you do not protect against crime and you also perpetrate crime upon people, then guess what? At the bare minimum, that is a charge of malfeasance, which carries a minimum immediate sentencing of 20 years to life. It is second only to the highest crime of treason in the country. And of course, if you commit crimes against humanity and crimes against children, well, not only is that an international crime and a war crime, this is also one that God is going to judge you as you stand naked before him. So if you are wearing a uniform as a man or a woman of a law enforcement officer or military, and you are committing crimes and you know it's wrong, what I would encourage you to do is go to your nearest sheriff or go to your nearest good guy military like JAG in the United States or in Canada and start working out a deal for yourself and start turning in those others who are committing those crimes because tribunals are already happening around the world as we've already disclosed on this show from guests and it's just a matter of time until they come after you. For those who are great men and women wearing the uniform of military, and law enforcement, and doing good in this world, I know it's been extremely tough. And I appreciate all that you do. And you will also be recognized and rewarded for your efforts, even though it's not about getting a medal on a chest. I'm very aware of that. Because the reward for your efforts is a handshake and a hug. And that's what we should all be after not a medal, not a trophy. This is about doing good for your common man and woman, and especially children. Here it is with Chris Deering, a brother in arms, and then on to our show with Pastor Pavlovsky, a hero. So, sorry, I said I was pulled down. I was not on my knees. I was pulled down and, and beaten. Right. Sorry. You you were on your knees and you refused to move. No, I was I was standing up. Sorry, I was I was pulled down. Mr. Uh, Mr. Deering, I understand that you're a veteran of the Canadian Armed Forces. Yes, sir. And you served a tour of duty in Afghanistan. Yes, sir. And I understand that you were wounded on that tour. I was. Can you briefly tell the commissioner about that event? I was deployed to Afghanistan in 2008. Uh, four months into my tour, my vehicle was hit by a IED which struck my vehicle, sorry, it uh, blew my vehicle about 100 feet in the air, killing three occupants immediately.
and leaving me. Welcome back to the Sovereign Soul Show, all of you divine lions and lionesses. You know, we stand for love, levity, and liberty because love is the greatest power in the universe divinated to us by our creator, God. Soul stands for sound of uniform love. That's where we all come from. That's who we are. And I'm grateful to be joined back once again for the first time in five weeks since the September 20th million March walkout across Canada for the kids and one billion walkout worldwide for the kids. Pastor Archer Pavlowski, a so-called free man. And we say the word so-called because remember the judge passed the sentencing saying for time served when Pastor Pavlowski already served time for giving the sermon at the Freedom Convoy on Coots, Alberta border crossing, a 21 minute sermon and inspirational speech. Nothing said violence, nothing whatsoever. And the time that he served was in solitary confinement in the middle of winter with prison guards bribing inmates at that max security prison for terrorists and pedophiles and rapists, bribing them to try to murder Pastor Pavlowski. So now he walks around free, but the fight's not over yet. We have not gotten to God's jubilee. And he joins us from his home just outside of Calgary, Alberta, where we have the woke mayor and we have Alberta Health Services. It is you know, we're almost at November 17th here, and people are talking about big things, but they're waiting for people to save them, Pastor Pavlowski. And I think the message here is we need to save ourselves. And you've been banging on that drum since 2005, when Canada, which you thought was a free country, like my grandparents came from Poland, Ukraine, and France during the Blitzkrieg and Nazis, Canada was that beacon of hope. Those are your words, and your brother David's words. And here we are. Nazis in Parliament, Nazis out in the open. And I think from what I see, whether it's Vancouver across the province to the Northwest Territories, it looks like they're not even hiding it anymore. What do you say, sir? No, they're not hiding. They're not hiding at all. Thank you again for having me on your show. You're absolutely right. Um, everything is in a in the open. It looks like the cancer is very visible. Now, the question is, what are we, the people, are willing to do about that? So my story is a very simple one. We emigrated like millions of others, escaping totalitarian regimes, escaping either, uh, like in my case, we were under the boots of the Soviets, or in some other cases, the people were under the boots of Sharia law, in other places under communism, China or North Korea, or whatever you came from, either you came to Canada because of poverty, looking for bread, or like us, my family, we came for freedom. And now we have to deal with the same cancer, the same evil that we escaped in our old countries. And uh, the question is, are we going to now try to find another beacon of hope or are we going to stand up and fight what's rightfully ours? Let me just suggest to those that are watching this, I don't think there is another place on earth that we can now consider a beacon of hope. We must bring that beacon of hope wherever God has placed us. What we have observed in the past three years was a global attack on our rights and freedoms, on our humanity, on our fate, on our health. And when I was growing up, uh, when we looked at the United States of America, when we looked at Australia, England, France, or Canada, uh, it was the West 
And then there was the East. The East was under the boots of uh, evil machinery straight from the pit of hell. And then the West was the hope that we were looking uh, towards come and come to the rescue, come and help us. Right now, we don't have that. The whole earth went Nazi. I mean, pretty much every government out there is working not for the people. It's actually working against the people. The globalist agenda, you will own nothing and you will be happy eating crickets, not having anything, riding a bicycle in minus 30 here in Calgary, Alberta, while the same people that are telling you this, they enjoy luxury. They enjoy private jets, SUVs, eating the most expensive steaks, um, accumulating wealth beyond our even understanding. We are talking about no, not anymore millions. We're talking about billions and trillions of dollars at our expense. So at some point, we must stop and reflect on what we are seeing. And for any person that is clearly thinking, using the the gray cells as the great uh, Poirot detective would would say it, uh, you must see what's going on that the future for your children is at jeopardy, that those people are psychopaths, they're evil, wicked, demon-possessed uh, entities that wish you ill. They don't want you to prosper. They don't want you to own anything. They just want you to be social insurance number, a good puppet, a good slave. They, the masters, the elites, the pharaohs of today, and you, the workforce, the slave uh, that can be disposed of at any moment, um, undesirable or useless eaters. I mean, we've seen this in history before. Uh, this is just a repetition of history. So that's why it's so important not to let them off the hook. Um, even though I walked out of prison and I walked out of that court relatively free, free men, Yes, you're right. The judge, this crazy person that did not even follow the law of the land, Gordon Crinky, the so-called judge in the province of Alberta, he found me guilty on terrorism for giving 19, actually, 19 minutes sermon to a hurting people that were attacked by their own governments, uh, you know, especially if it comes to bodily autonomy. What did I say that the government deems this terrorism mm -hmm. or inciting mischief? Well, I told people to stand for God and state-given rights. Well, that's unacceptable right now when you're dealing with totalitarian regimes. Of course, the censorship, the propaganda media, uh, all the mechanisms that were used before are being used against us today as we speak right now in canada you're not allowed to see news on social networks if you go to facebook uh, or the fascist book it, it says over there that you are in canada you're not allowed to see news ha! wow that sounds like communism that sounds like poland under the boots of the soviets that sounds like germany in the 30s and 40s. Uh, let me just remind your viewers about another pastor 
Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He was a very popular pastor during the Nazi era, a very vocal about evil that he saw during his time in history. And he was a radio host. He was having his radio and he was writing and he was communicating a peaceful message to the German people. And what the Nazis did immediately when they got power, they shot him off the air. Why? Because liars fear those that preach the truth. That's just how it is. Canada is not a free country. Don't kid yourself. I, I don't know where, where people have been spending the last few years. Canada is not a free country. This is a totalitarian regime. It's a soft dictatorship. It's not yet that they're shooting you on the streets. This will come later unless people rise up. Um, you don't see concentration camps. Now they're using Riemann centers um, uh, you know, without due process. We have political prisoners in Canada right now, just like China has, just like Russia has, just like Saudi Arabia. No difference. North Korea. In Canada, it used to be a notion, um, innocent until proven guilty. Now you're guilty. And then you have to prove you're innocent. It's everything upside down. That always happens when dictatorship takes over a law and order justice system, a mainstream media educational system, um, and of course, uh, the medical. Uh, right now, they're using medical they weaponized healthcare system against their own people. It used to be when you go to a hospital, when you go to a doctor, doctor would look at you and will try to help you. You have a problem. I studied to see what can be done to fix your problem. And, and that was it. There was no politics in it. There was no you know, coercion, blackmail, um, or bribery. It was just a person that was trained to help you if comes to your physical body. And um, that was the end of the story. Right now, it's all politics. Uh, politics with doctors, politics in hospitals, politics in with the nurses. There is nothing anymore about saving people, helping people. If you are outside of the desirable category, if you don't have um if if you don't have the Star of David on your sleeve, you're good. The moment you have a Star of David, so you don't you don't have the vaccine, you know, the Nazi passport. If you're not a part of the system, suddenly um, there will be punishment, right? Because you are outside of uh, those that are consider themselves the elite or the chosen ones, the better people. I mean, again the parallels between what we are seeing right now and what we witness in history is astonishing. Um, and that's why I was trying my best to be that vocalization of what I was seeing. I call them Gestapo. Why? Because the police officers stopped being peace officers. They started to become political police, you know, arresting people for not what they did, but what they said or how they said it, or what they were thinking, or what they were posting on social networks. That's Gestapo, 100%, or KJB, pick your poison, if you will. And uh, when I call them Nazis, look, um, <laughs> it's fascinating because I started to receive texts and emails after the federal government gave a standing ovation to a bloody murderer, a Nazi, oh. Um, oh. 
uh, people said, Pastor Arthur, you were right from the very beginning. They are Nazis. Yes, I was. Because I grew up in hell. When hell showed up in Canada, I could smell it. I could see it. And I'm telling you, it's not good. I know how the story ends unless, unless you rise up, stand up against this. So how we are to do this? Well, we can go after the villains. The villains always want to forget. They want you to forget what they did to you, how they massacred your babies, how they destroyed your elderly, how, the, how they wiped out your business and your savings. They want you to just move on, nothing to see here. Well, do not allow them. Let's sue the government. Let's go after Alberta Health Services. In my instance here, I hired a new set of lawyers and we're going after them. I'm going after the police. I'm going after those people that arrested me. I'm going after Alberta Health Services. I'm going after the courts. I'm going after the municipal, provincial and federal government because what they did to us was completely illegal. Full stop. Everything they did globally was illegal, just like the Nazis did. Yes, according to the Nazis, we must remember that according to the Nazis, everything they did was lawful. According to them, they made up laws. Do you know, let me ask you this question. I was preaching about this in a church just last week. Um, how many laws you think that the Nazi government in the 30s, in the 30s, not even the, the war didn't start yet, in the 30s, they enacted against the Jewish people. Just an estimate. Throw it. At least a dozen. Okay. <laughs> You're so much off, man. Over uh, 2,000 laws. Over wow. 1,000 laws were implemented wow. just in the beginning of the 30s and in the mid-30s by the Nazi regime against undesirables against the people that they hated for whatever reason and they wanted to eradicate. That's exactly what we see right now. The totalitarian regimes are using the justice, so-called justice system. They weaponized the crown prosecutors, police officers, doctors, nurses, and judges, and uh, mainstream media against the undesirables, against the modern-day Jews. And they are implementing laws that they made up against the law of the country, against the constitution, against the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Uh, by the way, which starts with the preamble, whereas Canada acknowledges the supremacy of God and the rule of law. The moment you kick God out of that, he takes the rule of law. And what do you have? Is the devil and lawlessness. That's exactly what we have in our beloved Canada. So um, we must push back how you do it. We do it peacefully. We're not like them. We are not gangsters. We are law-abiding citizens, and we are doing this peacefully, just like the Polish people did it during the 80s. And that's what I witnessed with my own eyes under the Solidarity Movement. Polish people did not use tongues and you know bazookas and machine guns, the Kawashnikovs or planes. What they did, they took it to the streets, and they said, for the sake of our children, enough is enough, not an inch, and do with us as you please, but we will not cooperate with you any longer. That's the power that they are afraid of. Why do you think that uh, Justin Trudeau Castro Caligula enacted the, the Emergency Act? Because he was afraid 
of the movement. It was 2 million people that participated in the freedom convoy, in a truck convoy, and he got scared because that's the power. The power, <laughs> what the people were doing. They had Bansi castles. They had barbecues. They were loving each other, singing with each other, dancing with each other, hugging each other, you know, in solidarity with each other. That's unacceptable by any standard of any totalitarian regime. This is unacceptable. When people come together, that's unacceptable. Why do you think they shut down town hall meetings and even some places do not allow people to meet for political purposes in the town hall meetings? Because they're afraid of people coming together. Why do you think they shut down churches when people meet and get hope? a dose of hope and you could take your whole church to walmart and that was perfectly lawful you could you could take your whole neighborhood to ikea and that was perfectly okay and lawful but you couldn't have uh, a few people in your house for coffee why do you think they did that because they know history unfortunately people do not know history because if they knew history they would never shut down they would never allow this government to do this to them, but because they do not know history about the enemy, their enemy, the enemy of the people who do know history, they are just flipping the pages of how to become a tyrant. What worked for the villains, right? The history teaches us what worked for the villains, but also history is teaching us what worked for the good people. Let's just flip the pages of how to win against tyrants and I'm just trying to teach people how to do that. You do not obey. You resist at every corner. You do the opposite they're telling you to do. And you come together in unity, enough of divisions. I don't like him. I, I think he is an operative. He's this. He's like, it's sickening. I mean, it makes me sick. Monkeys would do a better job than what we do right now in a freedom movement. We must come together. Or we will be swollen. We will be destroyed. We must unite and support those that are in the trenches. Those that are pushing, firing, if you will, in quote, against the, the Nazis. It's like my brother David always says, you know, we're willing to keep fighting, but you need to provide the bullets. And of course, I'm not talking about violence. I'm not talking about guns. Uh, figuratively speaking, we need the finances. And that's what I'm doing right now. You know, the story of Ardo Pawlowski, the story of our church, the story of Pawlowski's family is a very simple one. We believe that God is bigger than all the demons combined together and, he, and their minions. We believe that God has a purpose for our lives, that he is hope, he is love, and you started the show with this, and that in the end of the day, it doesn't matter how big is your enemy, how big are the uncircumcised Philistines, what it takes is one brave man with a stone and a stick yeah. to take down the biggest enemy of the people. And then when people will see the courage and the boldness of that man with a stone, they will join. So if you're familiar with the, with the fight between David and Goliath, you know that David strikes down the giant with a stone that God himself provided him with, but he finishes the job with the enemy's own device, with the enemy's own sword. He takes the sword of Goliath, he chops his head off. When the people see that, when the nation of Israel sees that, they get courage and hope and boldness and they run 
against the uncircumcised Philistines. The Philistines, when they saw their champion laying dead and David holding the head of their giants, they panic. What we need to create right now, my fellow Canadians, is we need to be brave, use whatever God is giving us, then use the enemy's own devices and put panic in the hearts of God's enemies and the enemies of the people. And when the good people will see that it's possible to take down the biggest entity in the land, they will get the boldness and courage to help you out. So what we're doing right now, we're not only... I'm not um, enjoying vacation. I, you know, I didn't uh, come out of the court and saying, okay, now I can relax for a year. No, we keep pushing. We appealed it. The verdict already is already sent. And I hired a new set of lawyers to sue them. And that's where you come in. We need your help. The enemy is attacking our finances like I've never seen before. The enemy is messing, even with my emails and, and other places, um, something is going on because the devil knows when you keep supplying the the people in the trenches, if you keep supplying um with everything, the people, the you know, the the tip of the spear or, or whatever you want to call it, the 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 people that are pushing against the evil in the land, if you keep supplying them with what they need for the, such a time as this in this war because don't kid yourself we are in the middle of war a, a war against not just you a war against the future of our nations and our children their future so the devil is doing everything in their power um to in his power using minions his minions to um disrupt the supply chain um historical lesson for you you know how Napoleon Bonaparte lost when he went after the Russians? It's very simple. I'll tell you how. He did not lose because his army was too small and he just didn't stand a chance against the Russian Empire. No, 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 no. Actually, he would win. But because he stretched himself too thin and the supply chain was disrupted... He was not able to properly feed his people and equip them with proper clothing. Believe it or not, he froze to death. That's how. That's how Napoleon Bonaparte, the one of the greatest generals, you know, in the world, um, lost <laughs> because the supplies did not come. You know how Adolf Hitler lost when he went after Stalingrad and and Russia for the same reason. The supplies did not come. The, the supplies were disrupted and he could not even tank his tanks. There was not even enough gasoline or whatever they were using, nafta, uh, for his tanks. So he stopped just miles away from the city. They could not advance. Let's learn from history. And those that are willing to keep plowing, we need the seeds. We need your support. We need your blessing because the fight continues. I don't want it, it to stop because the moment good people stop, the enemy just walks in and does whatever they want. Let's not allow them. Um, so I'm quite excited about what is happening 
uh, even though it's it's hard, it's hard plowing. I'm being bombarded left and right, my friend. I I'm being attacked viciously for what I'm doing. A good pastor would never be involved in politics. You should never be involved in politics. You should leave politics away. You should just focus on preaching. Listen, is that not what got us in this trouble in the first place? The good people did not get themselves involved in the affairs of the state. We have uh, lost educational system because we don't have good teachers. And I'm not talking about everyone. I mean, I'm sure there are still some good teachers, some good doctors, some good police officers, um, not many good politicians, though. Uh, that's for sure. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't see them. Maybe you see them. But the ones that have been elected, uh, MLAs or MPs, they're bloody cowards and yeah. traitors. If I had my way, they would be charged with treason. But I'm sure there's still some good people. Maybe they're afraid. Um, whatever the case may be, um, why we don't see bold and courageous people in the political realm or good, you know, courageous doctors? Um, there are some, but in a big scale, because the church refused to be relevant in society. Um, the churches got comfortable in their social clubs, no different than bingo, poker game, or potluck, whatever, you know, let's taste which coffee tastes the best or which, you know, gluten-free donut is the best instead of being relevant, being the light in the darkness, being the salt. When the salt loses its saltiness, it's good for nothing, will be thrown out and trampled by men. That's exactly what is happening. That's why the government globally declared churches unessential. A liquor store, marijuana store, uh, a bloody abortion uh, was deemed essential, but the church was deemed unessential. Why? Because we truly became unessential services, yeah. um, irrelevant in the society because people preach about what happened 2000 years ago and others are watching this and, and like, but how, how, how this connects with what I'm facing today, what happened 2000 years ago in their mind is irrelevant to what is happening to me today. So we have to marry that the history with what we are observing today. And if good people with a good understanding refuse to do that, they refuse to go into the mainstream media, refuse to go into healthcare system, refuse to go into political arena, refuse to go into, you know, um, um, you know, educational system um, or whatever else, entertainment, then, of course, you will have liars educating people instead of those that preach speak the truth we must start changing we must occupy until jesus comes back he says we must engage the society where the society is at at their level that's why our church streetchurch.ca um, if you want to see what we do go to streetchurch.ca our church feeds the people for 24 years in public, we're not hiding, we are not pretending, we're not, you know, in the shadows. We are right in front of City Hall for all to see where, uh, with a statement, you know, here is where the church should be in the gates 
of the city, not somewhere irrelevant hiding, but right in front of everyone for them to see that there is hope, that there is love, that there is mercy, that there is grace, uh, that they are poor, and also that they are those that are taking care of the orphans and the widows and, and the homeless. Then you become relevant. Then it makes sense, you know, <clears throat> for the Just society. Imagine what would happen. Yeah, imagine what would happen if that happened in every city around the world, in the planet, where a group of people came together and said, I'm going to bake some bread. I'm going to make some tea. I'm going to bring in some coffee. I'm going to bring in some milk or almond milk or lasagna and pasta and just said just once a week, once a week for one hour, showed up in front of all of their city halls and said, whoever comes up will not be denied a plate. And off you go. And then you just see hug for hug, sharing a hug. Showing, showing a solidarity of love. Just just that one little stroke of genius and beauty. And uh, Pastor Pawlowski, a couple of things you've already touched on here for anybody in the audience who isn't aware, you know, just yesterday morning, Twitter X blocked our show with Bishop Jim O'Connor and Colonel Sellers, the former deputy commander of Delta Force in the United States, because we quoted scripture in the name of the show. So the Kazarian Mafia Part 4, which descends from the bloodlines of Cain, which goes back to the book of Adam and Eve, the books, plural, of Adam and Eve, our four-part series concluded. And we quoted scripture. And Twitter X said that was harmful conduct and blocked us. Then last night, I'm on a Twitter space with Captain Kyle, Ricardo Bosi in Australia, Dr. Jan Halper, Hayes, and we started speaking about the spiritual war and the demons and an exorcism that was taking place where a woman had seven demons inside her, Bishop O'Connor was working on, we were all sending prayers and love his and her way, was working on her. We had 3,303 people, interesting number two, and Twitter crashed our space. Everybody was kicked off. So between the four or five guest speakers, and then the rest of the audience around the world, America with Major Freddie, Captain Kyle, these are names people will certainly know of, crashed, took it down when we started talking about demonic attacks and spirituality. So we can get to a level where we're speaking about freedom and truth, and then Twitter X took us down. And when people look at my image and the logo, they say, well, you know, you've got a Buddha smiling. Well, Buddha represents a man, a man, woman can awaken, be enlightened, and then we're firing a red pill from a nine mil. That's awesome from a slogan standpoint. When you look at it, that's truth right there. So that truth was coming out last night. Twitter X didn't like it. And we're sitting here with a dove in a lotus flower, which symbolizes peace, love, regeneration, which is how we also need to all come together, as Pastor Pavlowski is saying. And how we all, it's upon us to each stand up. And when you stand up, you need to do it in a place where you can be seen which also is why I love the illustration of the example of 24 years in front of City Hall, rather than around some back door somewhere where you're feeding somebody so this public in the street can't really find out. And there might only be a sign, right? And in addition to that, when we're talking about circling the troops, circling the wagons and cutting off the supply lines, it was the Napoleon, one of his famous sayings, that an army marches on his stomach. And he had marched them over the, the peaks in Eastern Europe during cold winter, 
And most of the horses and the elephants they had died. So did the men they froze to death, Napoleon Bonaparte. We saw that, as you mentioned, in Stalingrad. And we also saw it in the Persian Gulf War as well. The very first time they went in for Desert Storm, they cut off the Iraqi National Guard supply lines. You had all these troops. So as you were saying, when you're going at it with the deep state who has these crown corporation systems that are only businesses, they're not even NGOs, and you're suing them back using their own game at them, where you see one, then you see 10, then you see a thousand, then you see a million, then you see 10 million, the cockroaches scatter. But also now we see the cockroaches can't hide, like the video recently in Vancouver with all the patrons in the restaurants standing up and screaming at Trudeau for genocide and crimes against humanity and murder and the same thing in the streets. And Bush, George Neff Sr. said, when they find out what we've done to them in the whole world, I'll extract it from that standpoint, they will hunt us down in the streets. And you had just shared some time in the in America with a mutual good friend of ours, Lee Dundas, whose book Just Stand Up came out, and she echoes the same sentiment sentiments where she said, video went viral and we reposted it as well a few weeks ago, saying that there was two men who decided 70 years ago, non-essential businesses and what essential business were to keep open. One of those was Hitler. And so when people are going, how did we get here? The key thing is it's here now. It's going to continue to get worse unless you do stuff, band together and get on a bandwagon. And there's those who say that wonderful adage, Arthur, of catch a rising star. Well, the star in one of these aspects of general of this war, especially in Canada, is you, and you've got to support a general and join his army, so to speak. So why not join the army of God, of light? Whether it's donations, prayers, sharing this message, it's all there with streetchurch.ca and the solidarity movement. So I just wanted to share that. And that one final key thing for people to understand, regardless of what the mainstream shows you, there are two things happening on purpose for mainstream to distract you. Number one is the vaccine genocide agenda, which is meant to enslave and kill you. Number two is the kids. And right now, in five years, just the year prior to pandemic lockdown, and now we went from a $30 billion black market human trafficking industry to $150 billion in the United States alone. The U.S. is the number one consumer of child sex trafficking. Where do they get these children? Where do over 8 million people around the 8 million children around the world go missing each year? It comes from the communities like Canada that wants that goes in and extracts children, says they're going to make them the ward of the state, or they say they're going to medically assist them in death, and then they harvest their organs and they sell them on a the black market. So you, your children are all on the menu. And if you don't have children, then if you're going to, or at least you are an aunt, an uncle, or know people with them. Those children are on the menu everywhere because they are the number one most profitable, profitable in the enemy's eyes, piece of cattle. Because not only can they 10 times a day rent them out at $150 to pedophiles, which is the most disgusting thing. Then after that, when they've overused their use, they harvest their organs and they profit from them once again. And I just had a special forces veteran on Mission America Foundation and he's making the rounds now to open chapters around the world because they've only saved 4,785 kids in four years 
by working with veterans and a few good people in law enforcement and a few good district attorneys who can stand up to the cartel and the CCP around the world to save kids. But that's a drop in the bucket. So remember everybody, if you don't stand up, it will be you and it will be your children. And that's full stop because they have a 100% population agenda of depopulation and own and control. They, they do not want even a small tribe sitting in the mountains or sitting in some South American country to be out of their grasp. They want it all. And that's what they will continue to do. And they won't stop. So I had to chime in with that, Pastor Pavlovsky, before we go. Yeah. I want to add that um, it's very interesting. Uh, when B Buddha was dying, he says, I looked and I did not find it. He was still looking for the truth and couldn't find it because he was uh, no different than me and you. He was just a man. So a man, this task in front of us is just too big. You're talking about hundred what sixty billion dollars that they are um profiting from this craziness this great evil how you compete with that how you fight that i mean the level of corruption according to those globalists a uh, half uh, more than half of canadian politicians are bought and paid for according to cc's <clears throat> which is like our cia here according to them um it, you know, 80 to 85 percent of uh, politicians, judges, chief of police are compromised, uh, blackmailed and um, uh, blackmailed coercion and um, incentives, um, bribes that they receive. You know how you compete with this, how you fight that? Well, only God can give us the strength and the power and the boldness to cut, tackle something like this. When David looked at Goliath, and you, you got a whole country looking at Goliath, and they got all scared. The entire army of the Israelites were scared. But when David shows up, and he was an outsider, and I perhaps maybe that's why God wants to use people like me. We are outsiders. We came from another country with a different perspective. We have seen wolves, lions, and the bears attacking the sheep. So we are familiar with the tactics of the enemy. And David shows up, and what does he see? Well, he was not scared. He was not terrified. He saw an opportunity. Opportunity for him. Others looked, and they saw something that was impossible. David saw an opportunity. In his mind, on the other side of that mountain of a man was his destiny. In order for David to enter that destiny, he just simply needed to remove the obstacle. That's how his mind was operating. That's what he saw. We must tap into that mindset. When you see evil, it doesn't matter how big it is. You must look at it as an opportunity that will lead you into your promised land, into, you know, the blessings, into your destiny. The destiny is always on the other side of the mountain. So we can do this. We, of course, cannot do this alone. We need people to tap in, to, to join us, to help us and to pray for us and, and to just remember that they are fighters in this world are willing to stand up, not just for you, but for your children as well. And you got to remember, when people like us go 
let's say the evil manages to remove us all, we are like a shield between the villains and you. When the villains will be able to remove us, your shield, be sure of it, you're next. And I think that's what people do not understand yet. They see, you know, big mouth preacher, they see, you know, what you're saying and it makes them very uncomfortable and they tune out. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to see it. Therefore, they're not going to say anything. Um, you know, the the famous picture of the, of the monkeys idea. Uh, but the truth is you cannot escape what the globalists have planned for you. Sooner or later will visit your door. Either you like it or not. Either you're expecting them to come or you're ready for them to come they're coming they're coming and you will be destroyed and your children will be destroyed again unless you support people like us that are in the trenches pushing this great evil away and fighting in this war or you yourself will jump inside the trench and start shooting at the enemy with us figuratively speaking again so um but there is no more sitting on the fence that's my point if you think that this will somehow bypass you pass over you you're delusional uh, obviously you don't know history you don't understand who you're dealing with how evil those entities are how thirsty for blood those people are you got no idea what is ahead of you so you must give yourself um, a head shake and realize uh, that this is not going away anytime soon, that those people have plans, they are implementing those plans, and you are their victim. And, oh, you know, I, I, I was always fascinated to watch documentaries and read about the Jewish people in the middle of the 30s. They knew what's going on. They knew what's coming. Adolf Hitler was not hiding uh, during his Mein Kampf, my struggle that he wrote in prison. He showed his character. He showed his heart. He showed to the whole world his plans towards the Jewish people. So they knew. And many escaped, but many stayed behind. And they said, well, it's not yet as bad um, as they said, it would be, uh, we still have time until, of course, uh, they run out of time and they found themselves in the trains to Auschwitz-Birkenau. We cannot wait that long. You don't want to wake up one day when the cops, the willful, ordinary men that are working for evil entities, uh, because you got to remember, without the support of the police, the tyrants will be powerless. Just the police, uh, never mind the soldiers. Only if the police officers would actually do their job protecting the citizens, the tyrants would be powerless. We have 2,000 police officers in the city of Calgary. If those 2,000 people out of 1.2 million Calgarians would simply say, no, this is illegal and we're not going to implement those illegal, you know, mandates or restrictions it would be over for the tyrants right so are we going to seriously are we going to wait until the trains arrive are we going to unite and support each other and keep pushing 
And that's why I believe that this trial, this um, filing the lawsuit against them should be big. I was told that it might even cost me a million dollars. And and I said to the lawyer, looking into his eyes, I said, I I'm, I'm willing to pay all the way. I'll crowdfund, I'll ask, I'll beg people to join and support. But it's important. It's important to send a message and keep sending a message to the people that the little man can stand up against the giants called Goliaths. David was a shepherd smelling smelling uh, like a sheep and, and the goats. And yet it took a um, shepherd to take, to take down a great warrior that the whole nation was terrified of. So I'm hopeful. I think that the more people are going to be losing, and again, and again I have to tell you this, and I'm sure you're aware, economy is collapsing. I believe okay. that hundreds of thousands of Canadians are going to lose their homes very soon, perhaps as soon as the next year, we know that the interest rate is wiping out Canadian uh, Canadian resources. We know that fiat currency is in a big trouble because they printed trillions upon trillions of imaginary dollars. Uh, so they flooded the economy with something that, that simply does not exist, is backed by tin air. So we know where we're heading. And my job as a shepherd is to educate people, is to warn people and fend off the wolves or hyenas, as I like to call them, when they show up. And and I don't know what else a man like me can do. I mean, I'm in the trenches, I'm fighting, I'm being attacked, vilified, you know, lied about. And my finances are under attack. All different things are happening to me. But I must be willing to be like David even if the whole nation would look at me and call me crazy. Because it was crazy for a shepherd to fight a seasoned giant of a warrior that was equipped with spear, shield, helmet, the entire body armor, sword, yeah. you name it, sword, dagger. I'm sure he had it all. And David faced him with a stick. And yeah, yeah. a slingshot that I'm sure that looked ridiculous when people looked at this situation. They said, David, you're a goner, you're crazy, you're you're going to die, and it will be a swift death. But you see, the moment God shows up, without God, we are already defeated. That's true. But the moment God shows up, it's over for our enemies. That's that's how it is. When he shows up, he shows up with his resources. He shows up with his wisdom. He shows up with his tactics. He shows up with his armies. Yep. Pastor Pavelski, I truly appreciate it. And I'm just going to uh, paraphrase here for time, as then I've got another show with some other guests coming in who, whom you're aware of. And I uh, look forward to maybe having them on your show, too. If you'd like to, I'd be happy to mention that to them. And Lee Dundas, when I said, hey, you finally got a chance to see Arthur, Arthur, excuse me. And she said, I, I wanted to give that man a hug since I saw him prior to the Freedom Convoy. And she told me that what you said to her when you saw her in Miami, she said, how did it go in court? What happened? And she told me this is what you said. Said the judge walked in, wouldn't look at me. And when he came time to sentence him, I told him, you can do whatever you want to me, but I work for the man upstairs for him. And he is the one you're going to have to answer to for whatever you do with me. 
And apparently he didn't look you in the eyes still. And he scurried back to his chambers, came back out a few minutes later and went time served. And that was it. And still didn't look at you. And that's wow. a great example. Great example of how they fear God. Yeah, and played, truth. It played a little bit differently. I gave a sermon, a speech uh, before I entered uh, the, the courthouse. And I said that my God is the judge of judges and that this judge will face him and will give an account for everything he did and everything he said. And that's the message that I have to everyone, the police officers, the politicians, the doctors, the nurses, the mainstream media, whatever, um, whatever you are, teachers, one day you will face the judge of judges. He doesn't take bribes. He's not scared of you. He's not impressed with your titles and your friends in high places. You will stand before God naked and you will pay for everything you have done to other people and for everything you had said to other people. Justice will be served here or there, but justice will be served and hell is a real place and i'm telling you you don't want to go there and you will unless you repent turn away from your wicked ways and you start doing what's right absolutely i'm gonna end it there everybody streetchurch.ca solidaritymovement.ca in the description below the rumble channel if you're watching this broadcast or you're listening to us on the podcast and below the description in Apple, iTunes, Google, Podchaser, Samsung, whichever still has us now because Spotify, YouTube kicked us off, Instagram, Twitter, as you know, we're on our fourth or fifth account. Um, make sure that you support this gentleman, you share, you get out there, even our beautiful audience from outside of Canada. Please get out there and share some prayers, donate if you can. And we'll have Pastor Pavlowski back on. Pastor Pavlowski, it is an absolute honor. Thank you to you, your lovely wife, your son, Nathaniel, for what you do. And we will be in touch shortly. My good man. God bless you all. And why don't we lead off, lead this off with a prayer to finish this off? Why don't we do this from the pastor? Go ahead, sir. Father God, I pray for boldness, for courage. I pray, Father, for wisdom, for tactics, how to tackle the giants that we're facing right now. I Thank you, Father God, for everyone that is willing to stand up for what's right. Thank you, Father, that you have equipped us. You are with us. You said in your word that you will never leave us. You will never forsake us. So I just thank you, Father God, that we can rely on you, that you are truth and the truth will set many captives free in the name of Jesus. And we submit our enemies into your hands, Father God. You deal with them. You deal with them. And I bless everyone that is watching this, be strong, be courageous. And remember, we are lions. Lions do not bow before the hyenas. We eat them for breakfast. We know how the story ends. We win in the end. Be blessed. Divine lions and lionesses, here you are, right from this man's mouth. God bless you all. God bless you, Pastor Pavlowski. We'll see you all later. You're Hello? <laughs> of course it starts <laughs> okay my name's norman traversy i'm 67 years old i'm an ex-firefighter in canada and uh over the course of my career i had six concussions that were recorded probably others that weren't uh i fell through a floor in a fire i had a roof collapse on my head in a fire 
took a divot out of my helmet. Uh, I ended up uh, being assessed in 2001. They sent me uh, to this place that uh, it doesn't try and fix you. It just assesses whether or not you're faking a back injury. <laughs> and they said, wear comfortable clothes and soft shoes. And this will take about three days. And uh, they sent me home after half a day. And they said, we can't assess you anymore because we'll just be injuring you further. And they uh, assessed me at 70 odd percent uh, spinal damage. And uh, overall body, I was uh, 28%. It's called maximum medical recovery. And they gave me $14,000 for that. <laughs> so I spent uh, six months in bed. Uh, I was on a cane for three years. I uh, was on 100, 100 or 200 milligrams a day of codeine. And there's three milligrams in the Tylenol-3. And I was taking this codeine. And it didn't really get rid of the pain. It just made you not care. And I was on that. Uh, I've gotten off that. Uh, gotten much better. Uh, I still had trouble with stairs. You know, I was slow on stairs. And I am 67. I got the patches. Uh, I put them on three days ago and it started to work like I was stiff old man right <laughs> it started to work I within minutes like all of a sudden I, I I was much more mobile uh my knees are great I went out yesterday with a friend of mine and I was showing off on the stairs and uh I, I actually could run not that fast, but I haven't been running since the 20th century. And uh, <laughs> I can, yeah, I was touching my toes. Showing off for this woman, right? <laughs> but uh, I can touch my toes now. Like 10 times in a row, which that would be unheard of before. Oh. Uh, my, my friend... Uh, was not feeling well. She was kind of dizzy. She did something when she got up in the morning. She stretched and something popped. And I gave her one. And she put it uh, right where her spine meets her uh, shoulders. And within, I'd say, half an hour, she's feeling much better. And uh, she's all better now. Uh, she's gonna I gave her I gave her six of my patches and uh, she's found another friend who's got water on the knee and she's gonna give her one as well and uh, my friend says they work and I say they work um, thank you thank you so much thank you it's uh, I've got a spring in my step now mm. <laughs> that's amazing Yay. It really is. It's uh, yeah. Oh, and I'm not being paid by you guys. Um, <laughs> I I just I just want to say uh, I've got a lot of uh, friends on the fire department that uh, I'm going to tell, and uh, firefighters in particular, uh, 
I think they probably get beat up more than soldiers because uh, they do this day in, day out for years. I'm going to call a couple of my buddies today. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, if I'd have known about these 20 years ago, um, it would have been a different 20 years, but I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. Hey, you divine lions and lionesses, you amazing sovereign souls. Look at this. Powerful, affordable X39 patches help regenerate your stem cells. These were developed for Navy SEALs. Burns up to 500 calories, acts like a wearable med bed on your body. So you get to wear your natural wellness daily. Order X39 now at catchthelifewave.com. There's Monday to Friday phone support, so you can go there. There's Zooms and there's a 100% 90-day money-back guarantee at catchthelifewave.com. The X39, there is nothing else like it. Help activate stem cells, reverse aging, and rejuvenate your life at catchthelifewave.com. Thanks for joining us on the program, ladies and gentlemen. Please like Follow, subscribe, share this with nine friends and family. And of course, if you enjoy our blinged Buddha firing red pills from his nine mil, let us know.